0: Hello guys, welcome to Run Planet uh, on this beautiful Monday morning and hope you are doing well. We are in May 1st, uh, whatever you are around this world, so that's a good thing. Today we're going to talk about different ways that we can improve in our running and, you know, honestly, if we just think about running, it's really just a basic uh, thing in terms of, uh, you know, what changes during how we improve, right? When I run a half, you run a half, or somebody else runs a half, the only difference that why somebody, you know, is faster or slower or what final result we get outcome is based on the number of steps we take and and how long they are, and, and that's how we get the running speed. So today we're going to talk about, you know, well, when, then what are some ways that you need to improve? Uh, some of the you know running and performances and things like that so uh, I'm gonna give an example Uh, and you know a lot of times either somebody is gonna improve from improving their cadence or they're gonna improve for improving their stride length while still maintaining the same cadence they had before and this is something that I know we always focus on the training aspect on uh, which is important right? Uh, but this is a little bit a different aspect where a lot of improvement can also be made um, and you know that that think about it you know that's everything you have your one step, right step over step and step and step and step. So every time you run you're just doing the same concept. You just, you know, go into the... You're just repeating the process. So, of course, it's very, very important to... uh, To have a good stride pattern. Um, So... And then to be able to manipulate that stride pattern pattern for different races and things like that. So, what I always do... um, And and I'm going to give you examples, for example. And... Maybe you know it will help you to understand. Um, so like I'll give I'll use a lot of examples in my wife's scenario. Like when Jane runs um, her races or marathons, or of course, she's only really delivering a big performance once or twice a year, uh, which is everything's based sometimes. When we do prepare for something, we prepare for something serious, then we go all in, and you know, when we go all in. We basically you know treat it like a track camp type of thing you know everything else stops and we focus for three months on a specific race and, and usually when you know when we do that good good performances happen um sometimes we just race more often than that and as we're building and we're doing things and then you know then then we're not as um focused on any singular race but So back to the after analyzing, and I'll give I'll I'll tell you the example. Uh, Analyzing some of the performances, like for example, her uh, her PR marathon, which was just recent, I guess six months ago. Um, 191 cadence, okay, for two and a half hours. Um, Stride length about 4.86 feet, and so that's from. Right, left, kind of like that whole stride, like how they measure it. Um, and then, um, so th- those, those two important factors are really important. Um, um, so that I always tell people to, to look at the data, okay? So, for example, right now when she ran a race, uh, half marathon, and usually when she runs a half marathon like last fall, I looked at some of the things that I analyzed. And I analyzed and I came to a conclusion yesterday that, hey, everything is remaining the same. Your average heart rate, your, av- you know, it, but the pace is slower. And, and my, my goal as a coach was to determine, well, why is that? You know, why? Because the training is good and say what are we missing and I came to you know, understanding and after not only understanding with my own words but also talking to some people well I came to a conclusion that uh, the stride light is the problem this year uh, right so it's shorter than it has been in the past and the reasons for that is that we've missed quite a bit of gym work and you know And we've not done some small heel sprint sessions that we always do. So those two components, you take that out and all of a sudden you don't have the elastic, powerful, bouncy legs and your stride is shortened. And guess what? You are doing the same amount of same good training but you're running slower at the same effort. And so basically it comes back to that step. Your step pattern it's not as strong as it was in the past and therefore you're running slower and that's the conclusion so now that we have the conclusion and it makes sense okay missed a lot of time with the sicknesses not being not being, being as consistent going to the gym and doing you know metric things and things like that and just doing the heel sprints before the workout days because there hadn't been any workout days because you know of, of uh, getting sick and things like that so i think that even her base if i look at fitness of the base fitness even the base fitness is as high as it was ever has been so the shape or the fitness is not an issue An actual fitness is there. The thing, the problem is the the stride pattern. So all I'm curious to see, and and I'll do another podcast after six weeks so that we can come back to part two and see if I was right or I was wrong. So for the next six weeks, we will focus on a lot of heel work and gym. And I'm going to see if this thing of stride length pays dividends, okay? It's gonna be extremely, extremely important for 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 it. So, so anyway, how does this apply to you? Okay. So, you and me and everybody else has a different like problem. Okay. My problem is maybe cadence. I'm a lower guy cadence. Jane is a 190 person cadence, and there are some. Elite marathoners that have a 200 cadence, and of course, with a, if you have a 200 cadence, you're gonna be at around 4.7 stride length for professionals. It, they did a research one time. Shalane Flanagan uh, was only a, is about 180 steps, right? So that's 90 with each leg per minute. Uh, Shalane, but she had a 5.20 feet stride length so you can manipulate one with the other and whichever suits you okay so obviously a cadence runner I would say somebody that's 190 to 200 that's considered a cadence runner so that person manipulates uh, the speed by just maintaining high turnover rate and remaining at that whatever stride length they have and that's how they get their speed somebody like a stride like a stride run, you know powerful runner is not a cadence person but more like you got a powerful strides and sometimes they run at like 180, but the strides are longer. so they are more like jumping, but they are so strong also that they're able to maintain that jump for you know two plus hours, which is also incredible. okay So you have to really understand which one are you and you know which one should you practice? And there's different shoes for different people you know cadence runners and and i think like alpha flies and things like that are more for like powerful runners and cadence is for slower runners uh cadence i mean not for slow cadence is for cadence runners. like uh, cadence shoes is um so like vapor flies and uh asics uh, you know just different shoe suits a different type of runner uh, so if you find yourself when you do a marathon pace or half marathon if you find yourself you know at 180 and below consider yourself uh, that you can make an improvement in cadence that means how many steps you take per minute okay Um, and that's you know that takes long time that takes practice that takes gym work all of that and exercises and things like that to change that doesn't happen overnight if you find yourself that your cadence is already very good high then maybe you uh, how a little bit you can improve where same way as my or my wife where we can extend the stride length a little bit while still keeping the same cadence, okay? And that's how you're gonna get your improvement, because if you you just got you gotta start manipulating those two. You gotta start seeing if where you can you know if you can improve that that stride length. That's why I usually have my runners, you know, when they get a little bit better, when the fitness is there, when we're ready for workouts, I definitely try to include some hill workouts, some hill sprints uh because i want to take them out of their you know i want to make sure that their stride length improves i want to take them to that next level i want to make sure that you know that that they're not just little choppy strides but that they they have a nice little stride so you know that's what we want to do as runners we want to make sure to understand how that we can improve you know like if you understand this concept and you know and then you can see the, all of this and then you can understand, it. hey, I need to do this and this in order to get that and that. And then you do it simply in training and then you go to a race and you test it out. and you see, hey, is my training theory working or it's not. But, you know, I think it theoretically that seems to be an issue. And, and if I look at the training, what we did, like the small thing, and that's what they always say, guys, it's not the... It's not the major training, you know. 100 miles weeks then, 100 mile weeks here now. Nothing's ever, nothing's changed. There's still things, but the small things that make a big difference. Like, you know, like, like going to gym, like doing hill sprints. You know, like those are like the small things where you're going to see the big improvements. They always say that's you know, two one to two percent, and one to two percent is like everything in running. It's everything. That's the difference between a PR. And being not a PR, you know. So like, when we do all those little things while still remaining everything else, that's where you're gonna see your improvements. So obviously, if you find yourself going for a run and you're doing cadence of 160 or 150, you know that you know you can improve from better stride, striding. You know you have you have to take more. You have to lift off. You're spending way too much time on the ground and you're not moving. Which you need to do is like you Know turn over your feet quicker to move forward, okay. And that's where a lot of people struggle with the cadence issue. Uh, and because sometimes what you can actually see is when people are running, you can like we cannot see when elites are running or fast runners, we cannot count their strides because it just looks so fast. But when I'm seeing like slower people, sometimes we're able to see their cadence without even slow motion that that means they're spending a lot of time on the ground and the reason they're spending a lot of time on the ground is because they're 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 not they don't have a high turnover cadence so what they need to work is on improving the cadence if they can improve the cadence then they're going to see their um you know they're going to see their success and improvement you know that and and that's where it's it's quite important to to be able to to improve this aspect in in running right so if you know that you struggle with the low cadence then that's what we need to work on if you know that you know maybe you have a good cadence but you have a very bad uh or you know stride length maybe you have a little choppy strides then you know that we need to take you you know and and explore explore we make sure that stride is longer we need to take you to do some hill sprints you take you to do some speed workout those are the things that make your stride longer okay uh, and that's what we need to be able to do in training you manipulate those two variants in cadence and stride length because that is all what running is about guys you know at the end of the day you know if you improve your cadence and stride length you got faster. And that's the significant small changes that we can make in order to get faster. So, uh, sorry. So, guys, by manipulating that cadence and manipulating the stride length, we come with the conclusion that, you know, that you're able to do these things. And, you know, that's how you can improve. Obviously, you know... Um, When we train uh, for pace and heart rate, all of that effort, you know, we are training the breathing system, we are training the muscles. But in this one, this one is a little bit more technical aspect, okay? Uh, Because we have to now manipulate training in order to gain access or better stride pattern here. And that's why you see a lot of people do a lot of gym work and some hill sprints, Uh, not necessarily just correlated to the specifics of you know training but more about improving that stride pattern brain muscle connection that helps you to get off the ground quicker make that next cadence make that next stride length and that's what we are trying to work here in order to improve and that's really really the crucial part guys I think that, you know, if we're able to do this, and if you know for sure, I know that a lot of beginner runners or people that are just getting started or, you know, are on a slower part, uh, you know, if you're not running marathon in two to three hours, but even slower four hours or five, you can make a lot of improvements in the cadence world, okay, in in a stride length. Those are your two friends where, you know, small amounts of uh, work in training to change that and you can have bigger gains, you know. And of course you still have to train and do everything because, you know, even if I went to do all the hill sprints on the gym and if I didn't run any other regular days, it's not like I would be able to go and transfer all of that. So the theory here is that that's all supplemental and that's like the icing on the cake, right? It's not the cake itself, the training still always remains the cake. And you have to make sure that you always, always still uh, take into consideration that the most important aspect of anything is still the actual training. What you do in training, how you, how much stress you put on your body, how your body recovers, how you adapt—that's the, still the most important aspect. Uh, anything else, guys, is—is is, as you say, is um, is very important, but it, it's it's not the number one priority in terms of where you're gonna make improvement. But you know, if 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 you are looking for small improvements, and at this point, like I told you in my wife's scenario, you know. We are, we are already at, a, you know, like let's say if you're already at a 2.30 marathon for female, you're already starting to enter now what they call like the elite world. Uh, so now, you know, to ask the next logical step, I always, you know, I don't like to put limits on, but I always think that the next logical step is I think that we can drop, you know, another three minutes uh, from the 2.30. And, you know, if we're going to talk like that, then we might as well just say 226.50 should be our next main goal. And, uh, you know, that's the Olympic qualifying time. So, I think that's the next logical pattern, you know, to drop 3 minutes and 10. Uh, Over 26 miles, you know, you're looking at, you know, you're looking at, um, I'm going to say, sure, you're looking at 8 seconds per mile or so even a little bit slower i think yeah you're looking at maybe you're looking at like seven seconds a mile i think we can do that because we did make a jump initial jump from 552 to 543 i think we can make an improvement from 543 to 536 i think that with manipulating this cadence i think the cadence is already there What I think we're going to try to uh, go on is to maintain a cadence of 190 for her, or 191, but uh, we're going to try to get to the stride length of 5.0, and I think if we're able to do that, we're going to get our 226.50, and basically, yeah, next four months, we're going to focus on that specific aspect, you know, we're still, of course, going to train 100 mile weeks and all of that, that's always there, needed for the elite athletes, that's still there uh but uh what we need to do is like focus on that stride length okay and that's gonna involve like i told you guys you know doing hill sprints um usually we always do before workout days hill sprints anyway so that the next day you feel powerful uh doing other hilly sessions uh and of course getting back into the gym and, and working on applying metrics aspect where elasticity is the key in endurance runners. And that's another thing that I've noticed the, this year, since we haven't hit a gym as much, that the, her muscles when she's running, they don't look, uh, it's like watching a rubber band. It's, they don't look as like when you drop the rubber ball down and it just bounces, boom, it looks more like just flat. It, gets on the ground but it doesn't return as much back and that's called loss of power so we are now caught in a in a dilemma that we've lost power um you know we still have power but but to get to that next level we we are now going to focus on the power aspect anything to do with the power aspect and i know that you know i've only not only heard that from you know that's why i always ask athletes how are you feeling what's going on and and you know when you have power in your legs you control the pace when you don't have the power the pace controls you and that's all the words that i get from my wife when she tells me hey i, I think i don't have the power at, the, at this point i can feel like i have everything else but there's no power in my legs and you know like at me as a coach i have to recognize that and I, I probably should have recognized it a little bit faster, but again, like I said, we were not being able to be consistent this this spring, with being sick all the time. It, it, you know, it's just it got to the point where it's like we're just focusing on. You know, we have to choose what you're gonna do. You are you gonna go to the gym, or you're just gonna try? You know, because you're sick. You, you're always in this recovery mode, or you're just gonna try to get. Let's just get the mileage in, right? Because remember, the icing on the cake. Because if if we even bring the mileage down, but then we go to the gym, and if the body's not hundred percent, then you know you're looking, you're losing, you're you're bleeding everywhere, right? So we had to choose one, and obviously we we, we eliminated the, 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 that that um, that power aspect, but now. I think we're gonna get back into the gym, and hopefully we're not gonna get any more strep throats or anything like that. We're gonna get back in the gym. We're gonna we're gonna increase the power, and do some hill sprints. And in six weeks, we're gonna see where this takes us. So uh, that's in her case. I always like to give examples, guys, to hopefully that you understand how the the world is of running, and it's not always like as it's flashy as, as nice and it doesn't look like it's not as perfect as it always looks like it's just because you see somebody a professional runner that they're you know they're trying to become their best it's not always like it's they're having issues just like you are we're having issues like everybody else's it's always this thing of figuring out to go in the next step it's always my job is always just planning out seeing hey where can we make improvements and you know we sometimes we make mistakes. Then we go on. You know it's like we know we recognize when we make a mistake. We try to fix it quickly as we can, and we know how to get to the next point. And and that's so important. So uh elite runners, guys, are just like us or just like you or just like everybody. We're the same. You know, there's we deal with the problems that everybody deals with. We have we're you know we're parents. we family you get sick you know you got to go you you know you got to do all the other things it's just like it's not as easy um anyway i hope that you enjoy this cadence and stride length uh uh, topic and that you say you know ask look at your data look at some of the runs that you run your, your your normal fast runs and and you know like tempo runs and marathons and halves look at what what was your cadence look at what was your stride length and see if you where you can make improvements ideally you know you want to be at 180 at the lowest anything lower than 180 you can make improvement okay um, so there's a sweet spot somewhere between 180 and 200 for any of the you know elite runners so and obviously if if 180 190 and 200 run cadence runners meet and run the same pace. Obviously, if they run 26 miles at the same time, and everybody runs at different cadence, what's going to change is their stride length. Somebody's going to have a little choppy strides at 200, at 180, somebody's going to have a longer stride, and at 190, somebody's going to have between. And that's they're all still going to get the same final time. But you know, that's how we can manipulate the speed, you know, faster or slower if you look at it like i also look at sometimes like for like in jane i say okay what happens in the last 800 meters of the race of a marathon when she pucks up to like 505 pace in valencia well her obviously what happens is her stride length increases so she when what when she needs to pick up or start sprinting towards the end of the races how she does is is she just basically goes longer strides and still remains at that 190 192 cadence Okay. So basically what she does, she she manipulates her you know kick by extending her stride length. So it's you know when if she averages 4.8 then she goes to like 5.2. So re- really you know bigger strides and same cadence and of course that drives the heart rate up close to max heart rate at the end of the race and here you know but you get a big finishing kick and you're competitive in the race. Uh, So these are all important things to to see how you're going to manipulate. What about some people that are like running 180 cadence and big stride length? What they can do, if they're going to kick, they can't do that anymore. They're already at the max. So what they can do is they can keep the same pattern, like the same uh, stride length, but now they, they increase their cadence, and that's how they get their speed. So you have to do the opposite of whatever you've been doing in order to get your kick, and if you're not able to do that at the end of the race, whatever change that pattern, then you're not going to be able to kick, and then basically you lose a race or you don't be as fast as you can be. So hopefully that made sense, guys. All right, um, something to think about for you guys on a Monday. Have a wonderful week. Uh, have a good training. Stay positive. Keep doing your best every day uh, through ups and downs. If you got sick, get you know get yourself together another new week you know focus on the present and just you know monitor your cadence and things like that and then you know if there's more questions on another episode we'll talk about how to actually improve your cadence um, uh, and what workouts that we can do with to improve stride length and cadence